Hey everybody, welcome to Just Kitten Around from Cute Avalanche. We've been saving cats for six years and saved over 160 cats uh, and kittens, specializing in kittens under eight weeks old, as we've seen a need for that in the Los Angeles area to clear the shelters to make room for other cats who don't have special needs. And we decided, hey, let's start a podcast. Uh, we stream live on youtube.com slash cuteavalanche around once a month. And you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Today's guest is writer, comedian, and founder of the largest Los Angeles-based cat group on Facebook, the Los Angeles Underground Cat Network. Today, we're just kidding around with Joey Clift. Hey, Joey. Again. Yeah, hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. I'm back. Uh, technical difficulties made it, so this is the second time we're doing this, but it's fine. So um, sorry about that. And for anyone so who I... missed everything... Go on. So, um, so I, I have to ask you. You said that you've, um, you know, you've um, adopted and helped about six hundred cats. Uh, okay, what's your favorite? Hundred six. Okay. Okay. So, what's your what's your favorite cat? Do you have a favorite of those hundred and sixty? There's there's a handful. We recently had um, our two cats that we were like, man, if we did not have cats of our own, it would have been one of these cats we would adopt right now. And one was Willie, who was uh, a one eyed cat. Um, named after the, the one-eyed pirate from uh, Goonies. Uh, and he was just awesome. He was like a, a snowshoe. Uh, and he'd had this whole thing where we got him from the shelter and uh, he had this eye infection. And they're like, probably going to need to take the eye out. And we were treating it and it looked like it was getting better. And we were like, this is going to be that success story of like, we saved the eye. But it actually did not end up happening. And it started like taking a turn for the worse after it initially healed because um, it had ruptured like behind it. But he was just a super great cat, super sweet. Uh, all of our viewers on the stream know him. And then the other cat was actually in the room at the same time. We had um, uh, a litter of three that was nacho, queso, and beans. Uh, and beans was this little fluffy torty. And uh, she was just the sweetest cat we've probably ever had. So, yeah, it would have been one of them. Though I think my daughters definitely uh, were on Team Beans. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, for me, my favorite types of cat names are food names. It's just, like, <laughs> so cute to have a cat that's named, like, Pizza or something. Right. This has actually been a point of contention because... Uh, my wife and I, you know, obviously we're doing the stream, so we're trying to name the cats A, something that we have not used before to right. keep it, you know, unique. Um, but B, we want something that's, you know, fun and, and, you know, if not clever or topical. So we tend to migrate toward film and TV casts and names and things like that. But she's a big fan of the food names, and I'm fine with it if it's like a solo cat. Like, we've had a cat named Dumpling, a cat named Pickle, uh, and they were just the only cat we had at that time, and it was like, great. But once you have four or more cats with these very, like, gender-fluid names, I can't remember who is what, because I uh, need right. that cue of, like, that one's the boy, <laughs> you know, that one is named Ron, or whatever it is. It's just one no, more thing. Right. Yeah. It's just like pickle, hot dog, nacho, get in <laughs> here. We had we had um cats that were all like autumn themed. Uh, we've had some that were berry themed and it and there was like six in that litter and I was just like, 
they're all berries. Like, yeah, it's like I can't even picture a huckleberry. Yeah, 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 I'm like, there's, I have no connection to, to make on this. Yeah, yeah. It's but like, yeah. why is this one blueberry and not strawberry? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really hard to like go. Eh, it's orange and white. That's strawberry. <laughs> right, right. Um. But yeah, this is take two of this podcast, unfortunately. So we're going to pretend we've never asked these questions before. But uh, yeah, Joey created um, what we uh, we believe to be the largest uh, Facebook group dedicated to cats on uh, on Facebook. I said Facebook twice. Um, can you once again give the origin story of the L.A. Underground Cat Network? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and for the record, like there, there are definitely bigger... Facebook groups that are cat focused, um, like you know, there's there's even bigger you know SoCal uh, cat Facebook groups that are cat focused. Yeah. But I think this is the biggest Los Angeles focused one. So yeah. that's like that's a that, uh, yeah, everybody give me my flowers. That's a trophy that I'm gonna expect in the mail. Um, so the origins of the LA Underground Cat Network are um, you know I would say uh, you know I would say pretty boring in that like. I, no, I'm not going to say they're boring. It's an epic adventure. So um, I um, created the group maybe about 10 years ago, um, probably around like 2014, 2015. And um, at the time, there were a bunch of Facebook groups created by comedians kind of that followed the, um, the basic uh, rhythm of like the LA Underground Blank Network. So there was yeah. like the LA Underground Football Network, the LA Underground, like, you know, Dog Network, etc. And um, the original one was a Facebook group called the LA Underground Comedy Network. It was basically created just as a place for comedians to kind of promote their shows as well as like, you know, let people know if they had like an extra ticket to a show that they were going to or something like that. So um, I, being a comedian who loves cats, just started posting a ton of cat pictures in that Facebook group to the point that somebody was like, you should just create an LA Underground Cat Network if you're going to do this. And then I was like, I will. <laughs> um, and uh, so I created that Facebook group. And something that's like good to know about these groups is that like, most of these offshot groups had maybe, you know, like one to two dozen members. They weren't usually big. They were usually pretty niche. So I created this Facebook group, like not really expecting anything out of it other than just like it's an idea that made me laugh while I was like sitting at my desk at like a, a comedy website I was working at in 2014 or whatever. And um, when I created it, it like immediately blew up. So um, we probably had within our first like couple days, like around a thousand members. Wow. And, um, and people weren't just like joining this group as like a laugh. People were like so excited that they had like a place that they could just post as many pictures of their cat as they want and a place they could like look at other people's cats and stuff like that. And like that's something that I learned really quickly in the creation of the group in that I feel like cat people, you know, like there's this feeling as a cat person that you want to post pictures of your cats every second of the day because your cat's adorable and you love your cat. But there's also this feeling of, oh, I don't want my feed to be entirely pictures of my cat because then I'll be labeled as like a crazy cat person or right. whatever that means, you know? So, um, you know, I learned very quickly that this group facilitated a really great need for people and that comedians wanted to post as many pictures of their cats as they wanted to, but they wanted, didn't want to be judged for doing that. And, um, you know, through that, it built this like really kind of beautiful and cool community it's like um like i still have it where like you know i've written on a, a lot of you know big tv shows and i've written for and i've done a lot of like you know cool high profile stuff as a comedian but like whenever i'm at like random comedy parties in los angeles people don't want to talk to me about like that i wrote on a looney tunes reboot or whatever 
people will walk up to me and say like, are you the LA Underground Cat Network guy? And then I'd be like, yes. And they'd be like, here's my cat. His name's Buttons or whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, hell yeah, this rocks. <laughs> so, awesome. um, so um, yeah, you know, it created this really beautiful like community of people to like, you know, share their love for like, you know, their animal as well as, you know, like other animals of their friends and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's, it's gotten to over 16,000 followers at this point. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's got around 16,000 followers and, uh, something that I should definitely say that is not something that I really expected, um, is that, um, when you create a Facebook group that, you know, is popular and has a lot of members, uh, drama starts immediately. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I, so the LA Underground Cat Network has around 16,000 members, but then I had to create a second LA Underground Cat Network just for cat rescue people. And then, then I had to create a third LA Underground Cat Network just for people who wanted to look at pictures of cats. Right. Um, and part of the reason for that is like something that I didn't necessarily expect in creating the first LA Underground Cat Network is that it became, you know, this really cool community of comedians and people in LA to share pictures of their of their cats. But it also became like a really useful resource for, you know, cat rescue folks and people who were doing, you know, TNR work and stuff like that. And, um, you know, like basically it started kind of this push and pull of like cat rescue folks wanting the group to be, you know, a little bit more useful for cat rescue people. Sure. And then people who just want to look at cute cat pictures, not wanting to see necessarily, you know, a million cat adoption posts or something like that. So, um, you know, as you do with anything else, you're like, okay, there's a civil war, a brew, and I got to create like one, I got to create a new group just for cat rescue people. And that'll hopefully satiate everybody. And then, uh, and then like the main group still had a lot of cat rescue stuff. So then I was like, okay, so now I'm creating a group just for cute cat pictures. <laughs> so now, now there's three groups and my life is, uh, I've lost control of my life, I guess right. is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. And this is all you do for the rest of your life is yeah, maintain yeah. groups. So this where is the, this is the fuzzy, adorable albatross around my neck. Yes. Right. So where do you, with the main group? So where do you draw the line between what is acceptable on that main feed and what needs to be pushed over to the other group, the, the cat rescue group? Uh, so I would say that, like, you know, um, there's not like. I didn't go to school to be like a moderator for cat Facebook groups. So all of this is kind of like gut feel. So, um, and it is, it's and it's gut feel and it is like, you know, like it's like hurting cats in kind of a way because it's like, there's a lot of different, um, I would say communities within the main group that want different things. Yeah. So for me, it's like, it's kind of, um, you know, seeing sort of what, what is my initial impression of seeing something mixed with like, what does it feel like the the direction of the group is blowing so you know um like allowing some cat cat like rescue posts you know felt like a good idea because you know like it people would like galvanize around them and say like oh this cat you know we need to donate to this cat rescue so they can help the cats or something like that um or you know this cat you know there's like a missing cat in this neighborhood and we want to like i'll help find it those all felt like things that were you know positive and people you know, it made people feel like good seeing them and good helping them. And then you get posts that are like, you know, um, this cat's on death row and it's going to be euthanized mm. in 20 minutes if nobody does anything to help right. it or something like that. And, you know, the, or like photos of cats with like, you know, gruesome injuries or something like that. And it's sort of like that, that was kind of the line of like, oh, this is something that 
somebody who loves cats and looks at this play this space as like a de-stressor would maybe get stressed out if scrolling through this space that's supposed to bring them joy they see like you know like a cat with a really bad infection or something like that you know yeah. and it's like i totally understand why cat rescue people would think oh i'm posting this photo of this cat with this really bad infection so that hopefully somebody else who works at a cat rescue can see it and you know give some sort of um feedback as to like how to help the cat or something like that but i also get why a comedian would be like i just want to look at a cute kitten you know right i want to have um, my coffee and smile a little yeah. before the doldrum of the day takes me <laughs> yeah totally totally and it's something that like it's a really like you know it, it, it like i kind of joke about it being a very a very weird like lo like like a low priority thing of like moderating a cat facebook group but like something that like you know this is a thing that people take really seriously it's like i get a lot of dms from people who you know will tell me that like you know either they're part of a cat rescue and they are bummed out that they can't post kind of more pressing stuff in the group because it's like a useful resource for that and then meanwhile i'll get messages from you know people that just yeah want to like open up facebook on their phone when they're laying in bed and just see a cute thing before bed and then they'll say like, oh, I saw like a wounded cat and I couldn't stop crying and I haven't slept oh, in three hours, you know? Geez. And it's like, and it's like, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's a hard life I live. Right. You know? have, have you ever considered changing the name of the group to something like this is for happy cats? <laughs> like, post oh, I mean, that's why, that's why the third group exists. The third group is, I think, called the Eleanor Cat Network. Just happy and cute cats version or something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't think I knew that one until this, uh. This interview, I'm on the other two for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. How much time a day do you actually, or have you been putting into those? I mean, I've, uh, so like when it first started, it became kind of a part-time job. Yeah. And then I think I've, you know, fortunately, unfortunately been kind of in the spot where my career is sort of like developed and like, and things like that over the past, you know, I mean like decade of me running this page. Right. Um, and you know, so I feel like I've um, had to sort of be a little bit more hands off than I'd like. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, I think that I've gotten a lot of, um, you know, really good volunteers, you know, like, like folks like yourself who are like, helping, you know, moderate and, and, and admin the page. Because like, I, you know, though I might not necessarily have like the time or headspace to put, like, you know, the, the, the amount of care that I would like love to put into this page that I had, you know, 10 years ago or something like that. It still is like definitely something that, you know, like you mentioned, there's like 16,000 members in the main group, 17,000 in the rescue wing. And it's like, I, you know, I don't want it to just like die on the vine because like it is like a useful thing for people, whether it's to look at cute cat pictures or to like get rescue advice or something, you know? Yeah. Have you ever done any kind of rescue or fostering of your own? Oh no, I'm a I'm a big fraud. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you thought about it, or are you just not in a place where you can do something like that? Yeah. So like I so my my roommate is not a cat person, sure. and I don't want to like force foster kittens on somebody who like doesn't love cats. That you know? is fair. Yeah. Um. So that was actually that was kind of what the group sort of became for me in the beginning. Is like like I I love cats. I don't really have a cat of my own right now. You know, I had cats growing up and all that. But um, the group kind of became this really beautiful way for me to kind of like experience pet ownership by proxy. Sure. Because <laughs> it's just like I'm seeing a million cute cat pictures of like my friends' cats. And then, you know, people will know that I run this group and then they'll invite me like over to like, they'll be like, oh, I'll make you dinner and you can play with my cat, you know, or whatever. Nice. So it's yeah. like it feels like it just wins all around, you know. 
Yeah, I think we see a lot of that with uh, the the 24-7 kitten cam where it's like people who, for whatever reason, can't have their own cats and just have to live vicariously through the stream and the virtual, uh, you know, pet pet ownership, if you will. Um, Right. And I think that's great uh, that that they have all these outlets these days. but speak, when I've, I've, yeah. I've, well, I've, I've volunteered for a few rescues. Oh, like cool. I've like volunteered like Santa Dora a couple times. Mm-hmm. And um, like um, I, I used to um, I, I used to do a lot of stuff at a theater called the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, mm-hmm. which is, um, which is a big we, comedy theater in L.A. Which is yeah, how yeah. we actually met. Yeah, like the L.A. comedy yeah. scene. I think we met like I.O. West. You were doing like a show at I.O. Oh, maybe. I, yeah. On. Yeah. And um, I for about a year like hosted a talk show where I interviewed celebrities about their cats. And um, part of that show was for every ticket sold, I would donate a dollar to sort of like a local LA cat rescue. Nice. So, um, and then we would like, you know, announce the cat rescue of the show and then we would give free tickets to everybody who was volunteering for the rescue and stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. And um, so it's like, you know, I try to, um, I try to help when I can. Um, like, I feel like my girlfriend and I have gone to like every LA cat cafe, you know, multiple times over the past several months. Right. So it's like, you know, I'm definitely trying to, trying to, you know, support and, you know, do what I can as a member of the community without, you know, actually fostering because I'm just not in the space, space to do that right now. Yeah. Speaking of the like, cat or the uh, the cat cafes, well, there's only like three, right? Is that right? There yeah. There's, there's Crumbs and Whiskers. There's the Cat Cafe Lounge. And Tailtown. Wait, where's Tailtown? Um, God, is that uh, Burbank? I think it's Burbank. That that one's relatively new, maybe three years old. Okay, I'm gonna Google it. Oh. Tailtown Cat Cafe. Pasadena. Okay, yeah, oh, I've it is heard Pasadena. Of Pasadena. I almost one, said yes. Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wait. Wait. Is it how is how is Tailtown? Um. Wait, give me give me give me the give me the tier listing of the three cat cafes yeah, in LA. I honestly haven't been to cat the other two, so I really like yeah. It's kind of my uh, my dirty secret is I have not been to most of the LA cat cafes. I've been to a bunch in other places. Um, Tailtown's fine. From what I've seen of Cat Cafe Lounge, that is like a 10 out of 10 uh, as far as like the user experience. And then Tailtown, I mean, I, I don't want to talk dirty about them because they are affiliated with Kitten Rescue, who we volunteer for. We've had cats. Actually, have we had cats there? I think we had cats there a while ago. Um yeah, we definitely did. Okay, so and this is—I don't want—I don't want you to. It's you know, not to throw as. The... It's not as glamorous. It's just kind of one long room, you know. No, I get what you're talking about. It's like that's something that, um, like, you know, ultimately, every cat cafe is a gym, just like how every cat is a gym, you know. Right. But, right. You know that that aside, it's like um, the crumbs and whiskers to me is like it's like a storefront that they turn into a cat cafe. Right. So like, so like similarly, it feels like it's just kind of one long room. And I think that they've like really, and my, my, my one, not even, I don't even want to say criticism of crumbs and whiskers. Um, but my kind of like thing that I've noticed is that it feels like crumbs and whiskers up until fairly recently was like a location that was primarily designed for with the customer in mind. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't necessarily a lot of space for, like, you know, the cats to do their cat stuff. You know? that, that feels about how I would describe Tailtown. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, it's not, it's, and it's not that the cats aren't happy or, yeah. you know, or whatever. It's just sort of. And I feel like they've, Crumbs and Whiskers, they've definitely improved over the past couple of years. And they've built, like, you know, shelves and stuff like that. Yeah. So cats can get high. 
Um, but I feel like the first couple of years, it was sort of like, oh yeah, this is like, there's, you know, um, this is more for the people than the cats. Whereas you go to like the cat cafe lounge and I feel like it's flipped where the cat cafe lounge is like really like more for the cat's enjoyment than the customer, which I like love, you know, yeah. cause it's like, there's a million like hidey holes for the cats. There's mm -hmm. like, it's like several rooms. It's yeah. like very much like, um, like cat cafe lounge feels like, oh, these are like cat rescue people that made their dream cat cafe. Yeah. Whereas Crumbs and Whiskers is like, oh, these are like business people that made a cat cafe. Right. And not that, not that like Crumbs and Whiskers is bad or I'm sure Tailtown is probably also fine, but it's just yeah. sort of like, you kind of just like clock it where it's just like, oh, it's like more, they had more like resources to make like the, the, the cat paradise in Cat Cafe Lounge, you know? Right, right. And, and yeah, to, to put it out there, when I did go to Tailtown, they had just opened. So it's been a few years. They may well, have yeah, changed fair. dramatically. So who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, from, from what I've seen of uh, Cat Cafe Lounge, it's, that's a high, high bar to, uh, <laughs> to compete with. When I think the Cat Cafe Lounge, too, like the benefit of it is that it's like, like uh, Crumbs and Whiskers is on Melrose. And it's like it for sure was like, oh, this sure. was this was a Starbucks before this, you know, right. Um, <laughs> right. or whatever. You know, this was like this was like a, a hole in the wall, like burger place or something before this. Yeah. Um, Tailtown, I'm, I'm sure, was probably a similar was, thing. We're I like, think it oh, was yeah, a this, kennel. Yeah, this, that was was like the, a radio, this was a radio thing. shack at some point or yeah. something, you know, whereas um, the Cat Cafe Lounge, that's like. It feels like it's like the top floor of this building on Sepulveda that's like hard to get to. And it feels like this used to be like a community college and they just like <laughs> they just like got like the top floor of a community college, you know. Nice. So it doesn't feel like, oh, this was originally a storefront that they turned into a cat cafe. Right. This was like classrooms that they turned into a cat cafe. So there's just more space to do instead of it just kind of being a long room. You yeah, know? that's cool. That sounds awesome. That said, they're all amazing. Every everyone is great. I love them all equally, but maybe I love Cat Cafe Lounge a little more equally. <laughs> yeah, uh, and sadly, I don't have this prepared. But when we were getting ready for this show, you sent me a bunch of pictures of yourself and and you and cats and things like that. And there is one picture clearly from Cat Cafe Lounge, and I reached out to you immediately, and I was like, "Was this Cat Cafe Lounge?" Uh, and there's three black cats in the picture, so. We had a litter of cats, the Cats to the Future litter, which are all named after Back to the Future with uh, Mama yeah, yeah. Lorraine and Marty and George and Doc. And uh, Jennifer was the one non-black cat. Um, and it's hard to tell black cats in a picture apart, but I'm almost positive at least one, if not two of those cats were our fosters. Um, I don't know if you can remember this detail, but did any of those black cats have like a crook in its tail like a, a bent tail just the oh, very yeah, tail. one of them did yeah yeah one of yep. them did yeah yeah that was george <laughs> yeah there was one of the cats i think it was doc or marty um like i like i was wearing glasses in the picture and like i was like petting this kitten and it like tried to climb my glasses yeah. and, I, and like when it started doing that i was just like oh i'm three seconds away from adopting this cat um, well they are still available for adoption unfortunately oh, yeah. side note i mean i was I was like, it was like, uh, I mean, like, I'm, and that happens every time I go to a cat cafe. Sure. I'm like, there's one cat that like looks at me and meow. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, son, daughter. He like, looked right at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a, uh, a cat type? Is there a particular breed or coat pattern that is like your thing? 
no, I would say just like a cat that's like nice and chill. Um, I think that the older that I get, the more excited I am about like big chunky cats that sleep all the time. Sure. Um, but I think that's just the Garfield of it all, you know? Right. Um, but uh, yeah, but like I would say just like, you know, cats that are chill, cats that are nice, cats that like being pet, you know? Nice. Um, and did you have cats growing up or? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I had, um, uh, growing up we would, um, we would feed strays and then, um, we definitely did that thing that happens to everybody who feeds a stray cat in that like, eventually it's just like, oh, it's cold outside. We should let that cat inside. Oh, I guess we should buy it a litter box. Oh, okay. I guess it's just our cat now. You know? <laughs> nice. All right. Um, I'm trying to remember the things that we talked about prior to this second edition of this show because we had some technical issues earlier. You mentioned Garfield, and uh, I had er earlier asked you um, uh, basically what it is about Garfield that is so appealing uh, compared to, like, Heathcliff. I think that Garfield is, like, um, you know, as a kid, Garfield was, like, probably one of my first comedic influences just because it's, like, I feel like, any kid you just kind of are going to happen across a garfield comic strip at some point you know and like so i definitely had a lot of like you know garfield books when i was in like elementary school and stuff and then i think the older that i get the more that i realized that like the genius of jim davis is that garfield was like hyper synthesized to be relatable so you know he doesn't like mondays he loves eating carbs he doesn't like dieting or exercise you know uh, he's a cat and cats are cute, you know, um, and Heathcliff, I think, has a little bit more edge to him. Right. In that Heathcliff was created to be a funny comic character, but not necessarily be a relatable comic character. You know, like how many of us have, uh, you know, uh, taken a whole fish and put it in their mouths and then pulled it out, <laughs> revealing just the skeleton. Right. I've only done that like three times. It's a, it's a handful. Yeah. It's a very special fish. You got you yeah, to practice. Yeah. It's like tying a cherry stem into a knot. Yeah, 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 for sure. I would I would be so impressed if I watched somebody do that. <laughs> a little but, scared, um, too. Yeah, yeah. But like if you deboned a fish just with your teeth in <laughs> one pole. Um, yeah, so, you know, I think that the I think so I think that I appreciate Garfield for how relatable he is and how like long-standing he is as a comedy character. Yeah. Um, I think Heathcliff for me the, I've appreciated like um, the original Heathcliff creator stopped, you know, producing Heathcliff comics a few years ago, and now there's a guy named Peter Gallagher who's been doing it for the past couple of years, and he's really leaned into like sort of the the batshit craziness of Heathcliff in a way that's really fun. It's like if you look at like Heathcliff comic strips, it's like they're not even jokes; they're just like weird Dadaistic art at this point. Right. It's like you'll just have like. I don't know, like Heathcliff will be standing in front of a meat restaurant, like a restaurant that just has the word meat in the title. And then he's wearing a helmet that has the word meat on it. And then like, there will be like the guy who owns the meat place will be leaning at the door and being like, I guess this cat really loves meat. And then it's like, that's not a joke. It's <laughs> and just, just like, like a panel that says, that's the joke. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And they're all like one panel that just like don't, one panel of just kind of nonsense. And it's yeah. like, because of that, like, I really appreciate just the weirdness of Heathcliff now, you know, especially as like a comedy writer where it's like, there's no setup or punchline. This is just weird bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you did, know, 
Did you ever see, there was a Garfield book, God, I say this was like late 80s, early 90s called like Garfield Nine Lives. And it was yeah, by yeah, a bunch of artists yeah. and it was like, some of those were pretty dark, but yeah. Well, that's, I think that that's something that like, I really appreciate about Jim Davis is like, I think that ultimately, like if you get down to it, Jim Davis is a comedy writer, yeah. like. And it's like, yeah, you know, he's like in his 70s, he's been doing the same, you know, I hate Monday's jokes for 40 years, but it's like, but he, I think that he's a guy that like, do you remember Garfield minus Garfield? Oh, yeah. Like, he's somebody who saw that, understood completely why it was funny, and then reached out to the Garfield minus Garfield person. So that if they and asked if they could release an official Garfield minus Garfield book that you could buy by pausing and Jim Davis like wrote the forward to it That's awesome. about like, so it's like, I think that he's a guy that like gets jokes, you know? Um, so like, yeah, you know, it's like, I think that I just like respect Jim Davis as like a creative now that I'm, you know, a comedy writer early in my career or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you could uh, reboot one cat property as your own, what would it be Garfield or is there something else? Yeah, I mean, I think that the dream situation would be Garfield, just because, like, Garfield would be such a fun character to play with because he's such um, a legacy character. Yeah. Like, it would be interesting to kind of, like, you know, uh, like, basically, like, um, you know, like, put your work boots on and figure out, okay, how can I update Garfield and make him something that, like, is even more relatable to people in, you know, 2023? Um yeah, I think that I think that Garfield is probably the the immediate easy first pick. Right on. Uh, cool. All right, <clears throat> I have a couple quick lightning round questions for you, Joey Cliff. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. Who is your favorite Thundercat? Uh, I'm gonna say Chitara. Oh, that's a good one. I like Chitara. Um, what is your favorite cat joke or meme? Uh, favorite cat joke or meme. So um, this is going to be this is this isn't a meme, but it's a short cat video of um, it's like a cat uh, sitting on a table and then the cat like is looking up and then it looks down and somebody put a filter on it. So it looks like it's like eight bit NES like snow sound effects. And they played like um, music from Ninja Gaiden over it, that old like (laughs) NES video game. And then like I think that like the text on it is like this cat's the main character or <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> well, that's good. It leads into my next question, which is what is your favorite cat video game? Uh, favorite cat video game. Um, that's a tough, uh, that's okay. So honestly, what are, what are the good cat video game? I mean, there's stray, stray and, cat quest. And I'm sure there's others. <laughs> the only two I, I would of. say that, I would say that as a gamer, I am woefully, uneducated on cat video games. I've not yet played Prey. I hear it's first stray. I hear it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to pass on that question, but, right. uh, but I need to, I need to do that research. All right. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> um, and uh, I would tell, I would ask you for the, the LA underground cat network URL, but it's, there's no short thing to it. It's just like a big series. We'll throw it into the uh, description of the YouTube video after the fact, because we had to restart things. I'm pretty sure I had it in the first one. Um, any, any final thoughts or advice? So we didn't really mention this, but I have 
uh, and this was not the intention when I booked you on the show, but I am helping step into the admin role on that group with another person, uh, Judd. Is that right? God, I hope I got yeah, his Judd name Pratt, right. Yeah, Judd Pratt. Um, so any advice to us as we try and help fill your shoes? Um, so yeah, first, yeah, I think that we mentioned this in the, the earlier thing and yeah, definitely thanks so much for the work that you and Judd and, um, you know, you and Judd have been doing admining the group over the past couple of days and all the moderators who've been working on the group. I mean, it's, it's tough. It's like, I've been running the group, like all these groups for about 10 years and it's like, I want it to be a good resource for people, you know, whether it's a cat rescue resource or a resource for just for people to look at cute pictures of their cats and, um, you know, y'all stepping in has definitely been like a real lifesaver as far as just like, you know, bringing the group back to like being a nice, cool thing that people can appreciate and love. Um, so I'd say advice for you is uh, don't fuck it up. So many dog pictures, my bad. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, don't do Don't turn it into like the LA Underground Lizard Network. People are like that. <laughs> Guys, Ferret yeah. Week's coming up. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's like. Um, running a Facebook group is like running a little village where like, ev like everybody has their own different needs and stuff like that. And I think that it's ultimately like as an empathetic person, you probably want to like please everybody and like, but because there are so many different Venn diagrams of what the group is, of like what people want the group to be, you know, at a certain point as like an admin, you kind of have to say like, oh no, this is what I want the group to be. Yeah. And it's like, it's tough, but like, I think that, um, you know, I think it's important to like put your foot down sometimes if there's something that you don't want it to be. Cause like, if you don't do that, the group will just devolve into the chaos that it's been for the past two or three years of me not checking it very often, you know? Right. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us and I will see you over on the LA underground cat network. And hopefully uh, somewhere in real life sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, this oh, was super fun. Thanks for having me. Actually, not to put you on the spot, but this is something we have talked about in the past. We're looking to uh, do a few D&D &D one shots. So before I let you go officially, if you were to make a cat-based D&D character, what would that character be? Oh, I mean, I already have like a tabaxi bard that I've been playing with a bunch of friends for a while. So awesome. uh, yeah, I think the character's name is Jarfield. Which nice. Is Garfield, because I'm lazy. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I feel like, look, if I'm playing d and I'm always going to be a tabaxi. That's the cat race, of course. Why yes. would I not, you know? That's fantastic. And uh, I hope we can get you onto our uh, one of our one-shots sometime soon. Yay. All right, Joey, thanks. Is there anywhere people can find you uh, not from the LA Underground Cat Network, just in oh, social yeah, media in sure. general? Yeah, so everybody, you know, follow the LA Underground Cat Network, um, also the LA Underground Cat Net Cat Rescue Wing and all the various offshots of those groups. And then um, if you just want to follow me on social media, um, you can check me um, out on uh, Twitter slash X, Blue Sky, and TikTok. At, I hate that we have to do, like, Twitter. and uh, Twitter. It's Twitter. Twitter. You know what it it's is. It's just Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what it is. So you can follow me on Twitter, Blue Sky, and TikTok at JoeyTainment. And then you can follow me on Instagram and threads at Joey Clift with like five or six eyes. The reason for that is a 12-year-old took Joey Clift with one eye, so I just had a deal. We got to get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've tried to send, and now he's like 19, and I've tried to send him DMs that are just like, I'll, can I buy my user, your username? I'll give you 100 bucks, and he has not responded. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so you can follow me on those. And then um, you can check out my, my new Comedy Central digital series at gonenative.tv. 
Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's all my stuff. Cool. Thanks again for for joining us. And uh, thank you all for watching. Um, we'll have information on the next episode and when it comes out coming up pretty soon. So follow Cute Avalanche on its socials on all of the all of the places at Cute Avalanche. And until next time, peace me out. <laughs>